three, two, one. Good morning, Miss Maggie. <laughs> Good morning. Well, this is a really interesting location that you've chosen for us today. <laughs> Did I choose this? Well, <laughs> sure. There is, okay, just to set the scene, we're sitting outside. There is an oak tree maybe 30 feet away that has got to be over 100 years old. And then Beautiful. across this field, there is a hedge. And you can't see past it, but I do know that there is what I thought was a, uh, a lazy two-lane road on the other side of it, which this morning is not very lazy. <laughs> that's, well, a lazy two-lane two road is just a country highway. <laughs> well, and that's what it is. It's a country highway for sure. Yeah. I think everybody is scrambling and scurrying off to work we go. But you know what makes up for it? These birds. And the birds. Oh, my, aren't the trees full? Yeah. And, really and there's a squirrel. Good morning, little fella. Speaking of animals. Yes. The fox pup. Oh, and right over here to my left, maybe <laughs> 30 feet, just right over there, there's a little hole in the ground. And just the other night, we're sitting out here by this this, this uh, campfire. Yeah. And you kept turning around going, there's something in distress. And it sounds, what is that? What? And I'm like, well, it's just a bird, let it fly away. No, no, it's not. It's something that needs to be put into a box and fed with an eyedropper. <laughs> and sure enough, we found a little fox pup looking yeah. out of a hole. Oh my there. goodness. How do you do that? It's, it's maternal, right? That has to be it. That little oh. yelp was getting to me. No, I, you, you came straight up out of your chair, like, something needs me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're thinking, why can't I get you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need you. <laughs> do I need my a eyedropper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm always here for you, Steve. I promise. What a special place we're in. So, Maggie, yeah. if you could remain in any decade, what decade would you choose? Now, before you answer that... Oh. Let's qualify it by saying, you know, it has nothing to do with, uh, am I in the decade or not? Oh, okay, because that would be obvious. Yeah, I mean, just, let's just take the style of a decade, because I was just thinking about this yesterday, and, you yeah. know, there are so many distinct uh, ideas that you think about, I mean, culturally speaking, mm -hmm. when we think of a decade, at least most of them, and there are a couple of them in my mind that are watered down, that yeah. I Maybe like from 2000 to 2010 doesn't seem to have a distinction to me, but yeah. I'm sure it does. And I guess I would have to, do I, do I get to think of the uh, romanticized version of whatever. the decade? I think whatever. I mean, maybe it's, maybe you miss wearing wallabies. Oh I don't know. What, what is the decade? <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, oh, man. That's actually pretty. No, well, obviously. You, you would, again, you would stay in that decade for the rest of your life. Oh, my gosh. Um, hmm. that's tough. I mean, that's tough because, I mean, first of all, this reveals a, a part of me that's very shallow because all I can think about is what I'm going to wear. <laughs> that's all, That's it. That's the only thing that's on my mind right now. I don't now. know. That can be deep. <laughs> no, so, it's not. Okay, so what are you going to wear not. for the rest of your life? Well, gosh, I can't, you know, the rest of my <laughs> life. Okay, that would probably have to, if, if let's just talk fashion because it, I feel okay, like sure. it's confusing otherwise. Because, like, you know, I love the Victorian era, era but I don't, I don't want to be property either. So there's that. <laughs> you don't want to be property. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but look what you could wear. Exactly. See, I'm, I'm very torn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
No, I think prob honestly, like just when I think about when people just seemed like they were having <laughs> don't a, want to be property. It'd be somebody <laughs> one big cinch. Right. <laughs> but, but you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> you're no. mine. Um I, you know, honestly the the seventies just seems like it was the biggest party. I love bell bottoms. I love the fashion. There was there was so much great music from that time. And then I also love the night, you know, I love the 1940s, 50s era. I think cuz I also love the music from that time, but as far as holistic picture, I think the 70s would have been super fun. Bell bottoms and the village people forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> Onward Why not? for eternity. Now that's a party. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do the you're doing the bell bottoms and the cool boots and, and maybe that's why I'm feeling it right now. Yeah. But also you said forever. And so that kind of mm -hmm. changes things. It's one thing to want a taste of something. It's it's another one to to want to live in it <laughs> forever. But you know something about the 70s is that it was a very diverse decade, really. I mean, there were so many anything would go. And there were a lot of different styles. You mentioned bell yeah. bottoms, but I mean, there's stripes and well, there's swipes. There's so and, much going on too. Uh, yeah, every I mean, direction. Was, uh, lots of things. Yeah, and, and the music and How the about dancing. You? How about you? I would agree with that. I think the '70s. Of course, I experienced it in a different way than you did. But you mean, um, it, you mean in the way that I didn't? Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> the fact but, that I wasn't yeah, there. I mean, yeah. I was a young guy, but still, it was a lot yeah. of. It was pretty cool. And I mean, you know, obviously the, the reality is always different from the pictures, but the pictures sure look fun. <laughs> I mean, geez. Well, there were no selfies. I actually have. There were no selfies. Yeah, exactly. I actually have this great Instagram account that I follow, and it's just pictures from the 70s, but it's just, you know, highlighting what, what people were wearing then. And again, I, I mean, not to sound, you know, ridiculous just talking about what people wear, but it's, it can be so, such a huge and fun part of your life. I mean... It's just silly. Well, the 70s were a breakout from the 60s, right? Which was all about peace and love and let's make it happen. And 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 then it was, it, they made it happen going into the 70s. <laughs> this was the result of it. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those hippies, they What would you say, it. we could get hung up here and I don't think we should, but what would you say the distinction of the first decade of 2000 in your mind? 2000 to 2010. What about, what are you asking? What is, like, What's, what is, what is it? it? What's the style? What is the distinction that comes oh, to mind? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, because I don't know. I mean, it's watered down to me. I, I think just, anybody... It becomes a blur. Yeah, I think anybody that looks back at their photos from the early 2000s, just the word misguided <laughs> just comes to mind. <laughs> Unenlightened, Like, maybe. why did I wear four shirts? <laughs> and Only four or yeah, four at a time? And why were there only four songs that I listened to yeah, right? on repeat? Because <laughs> like the, 80s, kind of the 80s, you probably have a... A clear thought, maybe, we, or at least really when you look back, about age? and then the and then the '90s. Well, just the yeah. decade. <laughs> the only thing I can think of with the '80s is, uh, I mean, the hair, the hair, and the crazy makeup and shoulder pads. That was a big part of Mall it. Mall hair. <laughs> That's what it was called, right? Mall hair. I think we chose well. Huh? I think we chose well with the '70s. And then the '90s. <laughs> what 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 do you? What's the distinction of the '90s? Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's who I always think of when I think there of 90s. Oh, okay. She kind of set the tone. Okay, so we're stuck here in the 70s, which is not a bad thing forever. I like it. Did people say groovy cool. in the 70s? I don't. I think probably. Yeah, laugh in. 
they 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 wasn't that in the, was that in the sixties or seventies with Goldie Hawn and the I think that was sixties. Was okay. Oh, I feel like I'm wrong Crazy. about everything. Cool. Right now. Far out, John Denver. Far out all the time. It was <laughs> everything was far out. All John Denver. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, there are. Cheapers. <laughs> you know what? There are there are consequences to we we talk about using kinetic belief all the time. I mean that's what we have unlocked the the power and authority that we have as human beings where faith is concerned and and answered the question how does it work? Mm. How can we actually manifest things into our lives? And we now know how that works through the study of quantum mechanics, quantum physics has shown it, and also philosophy and all of the world's thought disciplines and the intersection of science with religion. And here we are in 2022, finally understanding the mechanics of exactly how faith works to change our lives. And it's something that's called kinetic belief, the kinetic energetics of belief and what that looks like molecularly in particle physics and why it works and how it changes our lives. But I want to throw out there just quickly, now that we're here in the 70s, <laughs> what, how it, you know, there are consequences to not using kinetic belief because mm. we are kinetic believers by default. Mm. It's the way we come into this world yeah. as kinetic believers is yeah. the way we're created. And some things work and some things don't work where our belief is concerned. When they are working, it's because we are in the kinetic belief alignment of those modalities to make something work. When something's not working, it's because something is missing from the alignment of those modalities of kinetic belief. So, there are consequences to not using kinetic belief. And just to set it up, the, the, uh, quickly, the five modalities for kinetic belief are imagination, desire, gratitude, words, and action. Those are the five modalities. Those have to all be in place in love, but have to all be working for manifestations to show up in our lives. So if any one of those are missing, like we were talking about yesterday, yeah. if any of those is missing, let's say you've got the right, you've got this grand imagination and you've got this wonderful desire for that imagination to come to pass in your life. And let's say that you're speaking the language of that desire coming to pass and you're even putting action into it. You're heading out the door and you're showing up and you're doing these things and you're putting your hands to the, the reality of what you are imagining to receive coming to pass in your life. You're doing all of those without gratitude in the present tense state of being. It won't work for you. So if one is missing, for example, increase without some kind of um, sorrowfulness coming along with it cannot manifest because yeah. you can have increase, but it will come with sorrow. It will come with regrets. So good manifestations are going to be temporary at best. They will not be lasting and they won't mm. come with the, the goodness of the holistic life around you. If there are any of those modalities missing from the uh, kinetic belief in your life? You know, this makes me think of uh, when we spent some time up in Sedona and there was this really cool restaurant, and I think we talked about it before on the podcast, but it was up um, just right off of the the very cool airport that was sitting right on top of this mesa, you know, overlooking the desert. Mm -hmm. And you could see uh, all the people, you know, pulling out their big or little planes and 
getting them ready, fueling them up. And But this, what you just described makes me think of when they would walk around the plane. You know, they have their checklist right. and they have their flight list and they want to make sure that everything's in place before they get up in the air. And it, it just makes me think of us doing that in our own lives. And, and really we have this uh, kinetic belief uh, flight checklist that we have to go through every day. Get out your clipboard, and there you have on it. you got imagination, desire, gratitude, words, and action. Yeah. Check, 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 check. <laughs> check, check, And check. do it every day, all the time. And that's, what the, that's why journaling is so vital to our success. Yeah. Because it, it causes us to be mindful of those modalities to make certain that they are uh, being applied in our lives, being applied at the workplace, being applied with our families mm-hmm. and our children. And I think... A- a really important part of this is, you know, remembering that th- this is not us trying to be something that we're not. We were made for this. We were created to be kinetic believers. And so it, this is more about stirring up awareness than having some, you know, huge uh, shift in the, the person that you are. I mean, you are who you're supposed to be. And this is going to, to, to bring all of your unique and uh, weird little self qualities to the surface, but it's supposed to work this way. You know, just like the plane analogy, the plane is supposed to fly. You're just, you know, keeping yourself aware of what's required and, and, and what you're stirring up in your life to make this happen. Okay, so why do we want to keep ourselves stirred up? Why does this even matter to us? Do I know? Oh, hold ooh, on. Ooh, ooh, um, what just, you, you answered the last one. <laughs> um, over there. Ooh. Okay, yes, Matt, go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, but for me, I'm actually very passionate about the whole stirring up concept because I'm not sure that, well, maybe we do, but I shouldn't say nobody realizes because that's, you know, we shouldn't use these emphatics, right? Never. Everyone. Nobody. Always. Always. No. All of y'all. <laughs> well, no, well, let's think about that for just a minute. Maybe we should be using some emphatics where some things are concerned, like with our health, yes. with our level of joy and peace. Yes, there's and the shift. And love in our lives. Yes. <laughs> and all the good qualities that we're perfecting and manifesting in our lives. Absolutely, let's use an emphatic where those there are you go. concerned. Flip, because without the emphatic, we're double-minded. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so. So the ahead. stirring up is so important because if you consider it for just a moment, you, uh, you realize the total um, blitz that's happening every single day by negative source energy on you, on your life, on the things you're trying to accomplish. And so that's already being stirred up. You know, the negativity is already trying to stir you up. It's, it's there by default. And so we have to stir this up within ourselves because it is more powerful and it is the way that we combat that on the daily. So now the the going back to why should we why do, why does this even matter why do we even know about connect <laughs> because you know yes we're cre- if we're created this way by default why not just get on with other things and just let it be whatever it is let it be what it be yeah. well let me let me perhaps begin to answer that question myself with another question what would what would our life look like if we lived it by faith mm-hmm. knowing first of all that faith, belief that produces good manifestations, belief that works by the creative power of the five modalities. We know that we know that whatever we believe to receive, whatever we ask for, whatever it is, will manifest absolutely 100% of the time. Mm. Okay, so if you know that, if that is a guarantee, 
And, you know, using kinetic belief, which is based in quantum physics, it's proven in a laboratory that it always works. If you could believe for anything and manifest it, what would your life look like? Mm. Would it look like it does at this moment? Right. Uh, it, may, it may be, but if not, what would that be? Because, first of all, to put a lens, an accurate lens on the, the, the qualities of whatever that might look like or might be requires some note-taking. It requires some soul-searching. It requires some meditation, some long walks around this 100-year-old oak tree up here. But it's going to require that retreat from what is and to redivest yourself into the imagination of what could be according to the dictates of your heart, of your imagination, of your genius of purpose. So going to that place inwardly and bringing out the reality of what you can imagine for, what would your life look like? And I think it's a, a powerful question for kinetic believers because if there is something missing from that blueprint of what you imagine your life could look like, then you're not totally fully in to the kinetic belief life yet. Now, let me further qualify that question by saying this, that the reality of your imagination existing is actual and true whether you can see it yet or not for the kinetic believer because that's the place we meditatively go in aligning ourselves in that highest viewpoint for what we imagine to manifest into our lives. So it could very well be that, you know, by this time tomorrow, your imagined life, the reality of it, will exist in your awareness before you can see it because that's the first place that it has got to show up before you're going to see it in the empirical world around you. And that reminds me of what you've said many times, which is... If you can imagine it, you can have it. If you can form the picture in your mind and within, if you can get that vision cooking, uh, it's it's on its way. And you know it's possible if you can see it in your mind and in your heart. Hmm. We received a letter that I would like to share with, with our listeners today. And it says, Hello, Steve. I've just discovered your podcast, and in the last two weeks, I've listened to dozens of episodes. I live in Ireland and was unable to purchase the journal, but I sourced it in a downloadable format on Etsy. And uh, today is day four. I love it. And I've been working on this kind of things for years and have had a lot of success in small but meaningful ways. But your podcast has been the... I don't mind saying this because I'm reading it, everyone. It's been the best I have ever come across <laughs> as it explains, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> as it explains the law of attraction in a very easy to understand manner. Mm, nice. My desires, dreams are this. We have two daughters. Both are epileptic. I'm so sorry. But the eldest has also, also has autism. It, she is high functioning, which basically means that you would not know it if you met her unless you came and lived with her. I love my child, but she mentally drains me. And I'm manifesting for a change, for a change in the vibe in my home, for my daughter to feel calmer and relaxed, happy, and joyful. 
We have a lovely home, and I am grateful for that. But I'm manifesting a new home nearer the school that we send her to. And I need $1 million for that. And by living there, life would be easier as my daughter would be near friends, swimming pools, cinemas. She's a massive dreamer. And she adores movies, and it's something that gives her joy. And I guess what I'd like you to cover in your podcast is this. How to manifest a mood. Mm-mm. A calm, peaceful, harmonious home. When a person in the family, through no fault of their own, autism, causes them to feel chaos, causes them to feel disharmony and sadness. Wow. Thank you for the letter. And I, there are answers. There, there are real answers to your question and solution. And absolutely, manifesting calmness, manifesting moods, is something that we are capable of as, as, as well as all the other things. You know, something that the energetics of kinetic belief are calming. When we are truly in kinetic belief, there's a calm calmness of uh, not only the inward expression of the, the energy, there is a lightness to that, but then also it, it changes the, the, our sphere of influence the environment around us. And um, letter writer from Ireland, I want you to imagine yourself do the, as a lighthouse in the middle of a stormy sea. And regardless of the storm and the tossing and, and uh, the noise around you, remain steadfast and by the way i don't pretend to say that you're not doing any of this already but just without having any further conversation with you remain steadfast in your journaling which you said you've begun to do steadfast in the practice of that journaling and meditate to stay in the the bright torch the flame of the lighthouse that you're keeping now to keep those five modalities of kinetic belief burning brightly and lit in your mind, lit in your heart, in your inner being, regardless of what's going on around you. Because the battle is, and the one, the battle that will wear us all down is when we try to manipulate the environment around us physically and we attempt to change things by changing other people and changing the environment rearranging the physically rearranging the environment around us and so you know there are again there are consequences to a missing part of kinetic belief all of the modalities of kinetic belief are um, intrinsic and they're not physical until we get down to the last one, which is the action. And so by putting an action or movement, and, and action, by the way, it can be something not as drastic as rearranging the furniture. Action can be me getting up out of this chair and going to the other one. Moving, picking up a pencil, doing something in, in belief and faith with the other parts of the modalities all in alignment. But without that, without everything working in an alignment, there's going to be a wobble in your desire, a wobble in your desire for there to be a manifestation of calmness in your home, for example. Mm-hmm. And so if, well, you mentioned a house. If, again, please don't misunderstand me and, and take anything that I'm saying that, uh, in a way that indicates you're not already doing this because we've not spoken. 
But if gratitude is missing for the home that you're now living in, and if you, for uh, many reasons, believe that after you've done some reasonings, believe that moving to a different home is going to create an energy that is not present in the home that you're in, if gratitude is missing, then there's going to be misdirection in your words. There will be misdirection in the manifestation of the calmness that you are hoping to receive in the home that you now occupy. We were all created, like we be began today saying, to function in kinetic belief, for manifestations to be tangible and, and real to us. And if something is missing or broken, if the there, then a tune-up is required. If, if we believe, for example, that a million-dollar home is going to be the answer to uh, the energy that we want to see manifested into our present circumstances, or a $10 million home, or $500,000, anything, if something else is the answer in the empirical world, then we've not yet located the the truth to the answer that's going to affect change in our lives. Wow, so I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So when when we're believing for a, something physical that we think is going to bring a spiritual or mental shift, it's it seems like you're telling us that it's imperative to to achieve that mental state and that spiritual state where we are first in order for the the new thing to even show up, mm. almost mm. as if the other way around is is kind of the cart before the horse scenario. Um, it has to come in the in the proper order. Is that is that right? Yeah. Look at it like a promotion shows up because you are you you have perfected where you are doing what you're doing, mm. and then the promotion comes, which in this case could be the new house. Wow. The promotion could be a calmness in the in the 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 atmosphere. And, but that yeah. shows up when you've perfected where you are with what you have, the thing that you desire. When something really nice. beautiful about what you're describing is, um, it, it's it's as if it's revealing how the universe protects us, um, because we're not at war with the universe. We're not begging the universe to do something for us. Um, it's always working for our good in kinetic belief, and it, there really is this beautiful layer of protection. Because if we become plateau-minded, then we we're going to be deceived and we're going to be let down every single time that we arrive at the physical thing that showed up when the spiritual and the mental aren't haven't arrived yet so i think that's a really that's a really cool component of this well and the universe is doing what it's supposed to be doing rather we are we've hitched a ride with the universe or not yeah yes. so the universe is protecting us and supporting us but only to the extent that we allow it to mm. that we get on board with what it's always doing because we can by by uh, authority and the dominion that we have, uh, break that relationship off with our Creator. Wow. And get out away from the support and protection of it. Right. And so the key here is to align ourselves with what the universe is doing, with what our Creator hopes and wants for us by aligning ourselves through the modalities of kinetic belief like we're talking about. Um, her question actually caused me to have a, an, a question I'm not sure I've considered before. Um, when... We talk a lot about remaining in the present moment and that that's where peace and prosperity and all these good things exist in our present moment. So I would imagine that, that when there are things happening, especially within our home, which is such an intimate place, when things are happening that we maybe perceive as negative or um, confrontational or just difficult in general, um, 
it would cause us to want to remove, pull away from the present moment. And so how do we, how do we uh, resolve that in our own mind and in our own understanding of how do I embrace this present moment when if I, if I step into it, it feels like it's just full of a lot of problems. I am a lighthouse on the cliff. And I am only going to do what a lighthouse on the cliff does, regardless of the sea that surrounds me. Mm, and wow. it, it, could, it could have 50-foot swells and crashing waves against the rocks, but it's not going to change what I do. Mm. It's not going to change my essence. It's not going to change the strength of the beacon that comes from within me. And mm. I'm a tower. I am a, a, I'm a tower on a rock that will not change regardless of the environment around me. Wow. Therefore, the safety of my energy begins to permeate into the mist and the darkness of the stormy seas to, to lead others into a place of comfort and safety eventually. Mm. But if I become like the sea, yeah. if I begin to become tossed around by the energy of a negative sea, then I'm losing the essence of who I was meant to be. Wow. Wow. So what, what is the daily, <clears throat> excuse me, what is the daily pursuit that we can always just lock in? Our, I, I like to have little mantras when we're learning something. That, this feels new for me. Um, it's that identity. You know, you're describing an identity that is pure strength and it is pure. Um, it's an identity of knowing exactly who you are at all times. And I'm wondering what we can think on the daily to lock into that again and again and again. Yeah, well, our purpose on the daily is to maintain this finely tuned spiritual being, this lighthouse on the rock, in the presence of natural occurrences. And the natural occurrences could be the autistic child. Mm. It could be whatever it might be. But I am an observer of those things. And from within me is this beacon of strength, positivity, happiness, joy peace, prosperity. I am, therefore I am these things, regardless of what's going on around me. Well, and the, what you just said, I'm an observer. That's, that's something to tuck away in our pocket and pull out all the time, because that, that's identity, and, and that speaks to the being the beacon, uh, being steadfast and anchored in, in who we are and who we know we want to be, and allowing people to, to meet us in that place and not being pulled down uh, observation that's fascinating and and through that yeah. observation part mm-hmm. of it part of the then the key of this is is that knowing that nothing stays the same yeah and but if you remain the same and steadfast in your expectations other things must change toward that because they are going to change and that's the nature of this expanding universe it's either contracting or expanding but nothing is staying the same yeah. but we if we hitch our ride a with on the tailcoat of a universe that has our a storehouse of our best life for us then we're going to expand toward perfected completion and then those things that are shattered and broken around us and those storms of life and the people being tossed to and fro and they're double-minded in them are going to be positively affected by our steadfastness in other words the experiences of the natural life which are filled with negativity are going to develop and then redevelop and redevelop and and morph and and continue to change according to the dictates of spiritual mandates which we have within us mm-hmm. and the substance of kinetic belief then begins to rearrange circumstances and manifest calmness 
in the sea. Wow. Manifest peace in the skies around us and in the, the spiritual energetics of the people that are occupying the space that we have set up our towering lighthouse within. As we pursue this way of thinking and, and this way of identifying every day, uh, do you think that this is going to change our vision and our desires as we go along? For, I'm, I'm just thinking about the, the woman that wrote in. And I'm, I'm a little curious, wondering if, you know, goodness, as we, as we develop so much in knowing who we are and, we pract- and we're practicing in that and evolving and growing in that every single day, is that going to change the, uh, yeah. the thing that we wanted in the first place? Well, we develop in this lens for life. And that's, imagine you're the lighthouse keeper looking out at the sea through the beam of light coming from the, the lens. And your vision, be, it becomes stayed and no longer changes. And you have a lens for life for the children mm. that are autistic, a lens for life for the husband and the family, a lens for life for the rest of the world. And regardless of what's going on around you, your lens doesn't change because we are, kinetic believers are the self-aware resident of the cosmos. Yeah. Yes. From this transcendent place, we have a perspective and an overview of things um, as they're meant to be, not as they are. And so, for example, we know that babies do what babies do, so we don't become upset by babies doing what babies do. We are observers of that. We are the aware residents of the cosmos and a, this, with a functioning ability to be able to imagine, to perceive, to see. Mm-hmm to with with bias because the bias is our expectations for that thing the bias is what ultimately will cause particle attraction to manifest to manifest calmness to manifest a new house whatever it is and it, it, regardless it doesn't yeah. matter a million dollars but we attract an outcome that we've been kinetically believing to see through that steadfastness what role does self-love play in all of this well, that's the, that's the beginning and the fullness of success as a kinetic believer is self-love. Self-love is accepting without validation of others our genius of purpose, our mm. weird little selves to yeah. be exactly what, what they are. And to put pressure on that. By that I mean to yeah. give yourself permission to be authentically who you were created to be. You know, everything you're describing today, it feels like a big machine, a big kinetic belief machine, and we're understanding all the different functions and working parts of it. But if that's the case, it, it seems as though developing a love for self is the engine. It's, it's the place that all the energy flows from. And if you don't have that as your foundation, that everything else is going to be off kilter. Well, and off kilter, why? It's off kilter because we are defining something as bad. It, we are defining it as the, the way it makes us negatively feel. And when we define something or we believe that it is a negative, then we're off kilter mm-hmm. because we have adhered to and relied on that thing as being a negative. We have the ability through our kinetic belief to create our reality by what we believe. And belief is substance. It's not just a feeling. Mm. It is an actual creative substance. And so we have the power, Maggie, through of quantum observation, and it's called imagination. It's called desires, what we call it. Religion calls it faith. Science calls it observation. In other words, the things that we think about 
absolutely construct our destiny. And if, for example, we were wishing that our house were a place of calmness, then what we're saying through observation and belief and faith is that our place is not a place of calmness. Our home does not is not calm mm-hmm. until we say, regardless of what's going on in the home, that our house is calm and peaceful. This is this makes me think of something I, I heard you say a really long time ago. You know, another lifetime ago, you were uh, doing sales, and you said that if you want to get a sale, you have to assume the sale. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what I. If you want to get a sale, assume the sale. <laughs> but you, but you I mean, have to do that <laughs> as a kinetic believer. You know, assume yes, the sale. That's right. Assume the manifestation. Assume your place in the universe. Assume your power. Um, you know, assumptions can be very powerful because, you know, you're going in. Um, it postures you, really. You know, um, a person who is not assuming the sale in life, you know, they're hunched. They're, they're, you know, questioning. They're like, oh, man, I hope they like fill in the blank. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's totally devoid of faith and passion and belief and the identity of of your own power and it's a silly thing but i'm gonna be telling myself that today assume the sale assume the healing or else you're not healed yeah yes assume your happiness or you're not happy and Mm -hmm. that means in the present tense moment of now that we are these things but we have a purpose in life and it's unique to how we were created we have gifts according to our purpose. We have aptitudes according for advancing ourselves to that perfected completion. And, you know, we are unlike anyone else in the entire world. And this is why every successful pers- person, <clears throat> you, you, can, you can prove it out that they understand this. People that are successful understand their uniqueness. And, and this is where this begins to actually, I think, start to become very exciting because we have habitual imaginations Mm -hmm. once we reason with something and we imagine it to be that because we spent some time turning it over and and all around and observing it in a certain way it becomes habitual yes without even thinking about it and just a habitual imagination that was formed most often by negative influencers and 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 uh, if not that then it was formed through original positive source energy in other words, not all habits are bad. Mm. There's some good ones. And, but the bias of what we've established through observation has created the life that we are now living. Whatever it is. Yes. The bias that we have is absolutely fundamentally behind what we are experiencing. Even though we live in a multidimensional universe, the properties of physics have given us two different ways that we can control our own destinies and those two choices are always there's an emphatic but it's where it should be they are always going to be based upon us choosing to hold in a thought form the highest viewpoint for our original source positive purpose in this life and the energy of that is going to lead to advancing our mind, body, and soul yeah. toward perfected completion. And <laughs> it sounds like an airplane going by. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. And there you go. But this is where we expand. This is yeah. the pathway 
to an abundant life. Well, and I love I love that concept. Um, just to meditate here for a moment on habitual imaginations, because we have you know I know I know you've walked us through this before that habits in general cannot be uh, removed; they can only be replaced. And when it comes to imagination, that's a really important thing for us to remember. Um, I recently was finding myself imagining obsessively having imaginations about um, a, a relationship that was um, becoming a, somewhat negative. And I could not stop thinking about it because it was becoming a habitual imagination. And I knew this was a terrible path to start going down mentally. Um, and so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to pick something. I'm just going to pick something positive and creative to put in place of this imagination every time it pops in. So I thought I just picked something random. Like I, I chose to think about what I'm going to paint next. What painting am I going to work Mom, on? What's the su- what's the subject going to be? And so every time this toxic, negative, obsessive thought popped in, I would grab it, throw it out, and you know, start actively planning out something creative, like a painting. And it was it was such a powerful. It seems simple, but at the same time, having these tools mm-hmm. to um, actively work out what you're saying is so important and that's why having this depth of understanding is vital to to succeeding at all of these components and the and, the, and there's just two there's positive negative positive or negative <laughs> yes, we're either in, the, in positive or we are in the negative <laughs> yeah it because the negative is always based in fear mm-hmm. fear is at the root of all negativity yeah. and this is negative source energy and it leads to decay and sickness, disease, poverty, lack, fear, torment, all those things. And the habitual negative influencers, whatever those may be, <clears throat> they could, <coughs> excuse me again, <clears throat> I think it's the pollen out It here. is. It's <clears throat> a thousand percent. <laughs> I think this place needs some rain. But anyway. You're going you're gonna to make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> you're all spiritually stirred up. It's going to just start raining. A good rainfall would help <laughs> this. Just start this pouring. And pollen's a good thing, too, by the way. So, but If you love bees. Fear. <laughs> Habitual negative influencers that we believed either through condemnation or suggestions of fear. Yeah. If we are allowing the stormy sea out there to be a negative influence to our purpose mm. to be the lighthouse... We are now creating circumstances up here in the top of this lighthouse that that we may desperately want to change. Yeah. We want to come down out of this lighthouse and swim out there in the stormy waters and start slapping at the waves. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work. In fact, we're going to get very wet, soggy, yeah. and not make a difference at all. We'd just succumb to the storm and probably end up drowning in that negative mm. stuff. It makes me think of when we went to the Grand Canyon. You know, it's some. It's really something to see because you're so aware that water has created this, this unbelievable view that you're looking at. This huge. I mean, I mean, a canyon is a nice word for a hole in the ground, right? Yes. But we want to be the force of nature. We want to be the water making the way and and most of the time before you're a kinetic believer before you get a hold of this you are the canyon you are you're the desert floor being worn down by life worn down by all the forces around you um and so you're helping us today really flip the script on how we see ourselves you know what are we what is our function within our own existence within our our own life and it is to be um, a force that forges 
whatever life we choose. Yes, the original purpose, Maggie, for all of us, the advancing purpose for you, for me, for all of us in this world, is to be the most dominant force of of our nature around us, to be the most dominant force of peace and calmness in your home, Mm. the most dominant force of joy and happiness in your environment. You know, I've talked about this before as an example, but I just love Mary Poppins. When she first comes on the scene in, you know, with Julie Andrews, obviously. Um, but when she first comes on the scene, the, the look of wonderment and wide-eyedness and everyone is sort of frozen in place as she sweeps into everyone's life. And she's, and like you're describing, she's such a dominant force in the story. And I love the idea that we can be a dominant force of light, love, positivity, making things happen. We're always going to be let down when we're waiting for other people to be that for us. And yeah, of course it would be nice to just sit there and let someone else, someone else's uh, love and light wash over you (laughs) for once. But that's not how it works. So, you know, just going ahead and accepting this beautiful responsibility. Uh, for being really a stalwart of all of these things that we're talking about is it well it's exciting because you can actually do something now all of us have an original mary poppins within us yes that is that's (laughs) different than any other mary poppins and you've probably known this for years perhaps even for decades that your life doesn't perfectly represent the mary poppins that you know that you really are Mm. if there is anything in our life that we want to change we can observe it to see it Anything that we can attract simply means that we're able to be mindful for that bias. No amount of condemnation, no amount of judgment, fear, ridicule can erase the quantum substance of our original Mary Poppins purpose. (laughs) And the best part is, is we don't have to become something that we're not. We get to enjoy flying around under an umbrella. (laughs) I mean, in quantum mechanics, by way of observation, we unbecome the things that we appear to be Mm. in order to reveal the original self. Wow. In the moment that we create the highest viewpoint for a thought form in our journals and we begin to ingest that, eat eat those pages, (laughs) consume them, that's our physical mechanism of of measurement because we're employing a quantum um, sleight of hand. In other words, it's our crucial moment for rearranging our lives. Look, there have been debates over the nature of reality. And and it's ramping up with AI and all these other things over what is actually real, which go back to physicists' realization back in the early days of quantum theory that particles and waves are two sides of the same coin. And this is where quantum science is trying to predict what the universe would be if, if there were not uh, in the if it was absent the intention of choice if the universe did not have bias Mm. within it what would it look like because the life that we're now living has been constructed by our beliefs of choice when you when there there's uh, autism in in my own family and, and and when a parent for example finds out for the first time that a child is autistic is that a negative experience or a positive experience and if it's a negative experience a negative imagination 
how far down the road do you carry the negative expectations of having a child with special needs? Well, and, and the, because at some yeah. point, yes. th- there has to be a shift. Mm-hmm. There has to be an idea that this is going to be, this is a good thing, and this is why it's good. And I am grateful, not for this, but in this, for all things being good. Well, and and this this fits in perfectly with um, how you like to say, you know, you can't um, stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair. And that initial reaction is, is an ignition. You know, we have no control necessarily over that. But it's the second thought. It's the next thought that we can immediately have opportunity um, to, to determine. And that's a big part of becoming a kinetic believer. Um is you realize the importance of instant ignition where thoughts and feelings and what you're allowing to surround you and to fill you up are concerned. Because I remember, like it was yesterday, (laughs) so many years ago, when I was first getting a hold of these truths, and my reaction time was so slow. Um, I almost felt like a klutz spiritually. <laughs> my reaction time was just my, you know, responses. They were not f- fast. Um, they were not well learned. They were, it just took me forever. If I had a negative thought, it would start to consume me. And then I had to undo so much negativity. Um, but you get better, you get better and better and you get faster and you get stronger. And then before you know it, if you even have, um, a tingle of a negative thought coming your way, you're nipping it immediately, and and it does matter, and it does get better. You get to the place where, oh, no, you don't, I'm, <laughs> and you get the broom, and you chase that negative thing right out the front door. Yes. I don't care what neighbors see me doing it. <laughs> yes. You are not chasing around the table a couple yeah. of times. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Because the, cir- the circumstances of our lives begin to change the moment we enforce a new bias for our lives. But we have to enforce it. Yes. Within not not uh, taking our uh, dominion and exercising it errantly over the circumstances around us but how does how does um we love to bring art in on the the scene here and so i would ask how does painting which i love your paintings by the way how does that represent reality hmm. because in representational theory for example art it's defined by its ability to represent reality and your interpretation of reality. But this does not mean that art must always imitate reality, but it must in some form, even through abstraction, depict reality. Yeah. So the foundational relationship between human beings and art is just, it's one of perception, not emotion first, but perception first. Yes. And then we can interpret how, how it makes us feel. So, you know, does art reflect reality in that sense? Because there's some, there, there, oh my gosh, there's so many examples of artworks and literature even. Art in all forms, not just painting, music, that's based on reality. Because after all, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Reality is what we are all mm-hmm. immersed in in some degree or form. But we can conclude, I think, that art and literature, music, all those things, not only it not only does it entertain people, but it also reflects the reality of society as a type of mirror. 
at which, mm. gosh, it, it, it conveys some messages to society. Art, literature are integral parts of our society, integral parts of individuals. And the reason that I, I, I bring this up is because the first, I believe, simple step to secure our calmness in a home, our peace of mind in a world of chaos, is to clear our thoughts of the what the chaos around us has been habitually making us think about reality. And if we were to take out the, what we're perceiving and to put it on a canvas or put it to music, what would we interpret that thing as being? Would it be colorful and bright or would it be dark and moody and filled with noise and, and reflect a, 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 a interpretation of a negative thing? Mm. How would we express that through an art form? Well, and that, that's such a powerful way to, to assess and to look at life. Because it's going to tell us what we need to do, what we need yeah. to work on in our perception of things. Yes. Because the lens for our expectations should be light and mm -hmm. bright and beautiful in all things. And our interpretation, therefore, mm. which would be an expression of an art form, how we interpret it must be reconfigured to be something that's positive yeah. in other words the lighthouse keeper should be able to look out at a stormy dark sea and put it into an art form that is bright and positive with an expectation of a good outcome when you can see how this this process is going to help you shine light on areas that maybe you've overlooked because it's, it's the wrong perception that causes us to, even of the smallest things in life, that causes us to start having negative inner dialogue. Hmm. And you start having these negative conversations with yourself. And maybe it's just one sentence here, one sentence there. Somebody didn't you know, do something that they're supposed to do or pick something up or whatever. And it just starts, but it's a seed. Mm -hmm. It's a small seed that will grow into a, a huge <laughs> oak of... Of negativity and so I, I really think it's powerful to you know look at your life as artwork that's such a neat concept because if you survey everything the and like you just described the moodiness or the bright colors you can immediately see you can immediately see every uh, nook and cranny of your life and, and what they represent to you how are you interpreting it and you've said yes. this before on the podcast so I'll use that as an example. When okay. we first met, you were keeping a diary yeah. and you and we began having some of these conversations and you went back and you said you looked at your diary mm -hmm. and it was full of negativity and you were it was full of grayness and full of pessimism. And you said you got rid of that and began yes. writing and, and keeping a journal for your life in a positive way. Yeah. And so your lens changed your life, perhaps had not well, yet manifested those changes, but you began to see it differently. Yeah. And then, of course, everything well, that's began the to manifest into a positive way. Yes. And that's the trap that you're in when you lack awareness is because, you know, what was so what was raging negativity on the other side of perspective um, before I knew what I was doing, it was it was just my reality. You were in it. I was just instead it was, of above it. Well, yeah, I was I, I was just I thought I was just writing about, you know, junk that was happening to me. I mean, this didn't seem groundbreaking. I was just getting, you know, thoughts down on paper. But then it's in it. It really is. And this is and it's not like this. It is this. We have limitless power within our words our thoughts, our actions, our gratitude. And when we don't 
have a full understanding of that power within us, um, we're misusing it so much. It's not as if you're not using it because you don't understand it. It's just so misguided and you're wrecking everything and you don't even know you're wrecking everything. You think someone else is wrecking everything. (laughs) You think it's all these other people. Um, So you're giving them authority (laughs) over you to be able to wreck your life. Oh, you are, but you have no idea. (laughs) You have no clue. You're totally clueless as to what's going on. So you're a victim to those things until you understand that. A victim to those things. Wait a minute. That's not my identity. I am not a victim. I am beautifully made. Mm -hmm. I am powerful. I am unique. And and I have a a, a diverse sense of self and awareness now that I'm going to embrace and to become that thing which is all powerful with the ability to change circumstances around me. And I literally threw that old journal away. And when I got the new one, I remember writing in the front cover and I wrote a dedication and I, I dedicated the journal to positivity, and I and I committed in the in the front of the journal to, you know, I, I said I'm only going to write things in here that I want to happen, that are positive, that I believe for myself, and it really did turn everything around, because it re, you know, because writing is so. That's why I love that, the journal that you put out, um, it is guided, and so it helps you take the next step every single day. Because nothing reinforces your thoughts like writing. Um, because you're thinking about it two and three times when you're reading it, when you're writing it down initially. It is a hugely powerful uh, tool for us to use as kinetic believers. Well, peace of mind is a gift to us. But it's a gift that has to be received. In that it's possible within the realm of creative creators, our abilities, to have peace of mind. Mm. And so when the world seems to be absolutely insane, when it's losing its mind and it's crazy, <laughs> it is it, it is. is bonkers, <laughs> we can still have peace of mind and not be troubled <laughs> and, not be, and not be afraid uh, yeah. or fearful of it. Because mm. we are spiritual beings having this natural experience. As such, we have extended to us so much more than a physical fortress for us just to hide in. That's not what this physical body is for. We're not supposed to be hiding out somewhere. No, we are surrounded by the walls of reality um, activators. Mm. And they are our, those are the gateways that function properly when they are aligned, the modalities of kinetic belief. And they are, they are our, our imaginations aligned with desire aligned with gratitude in all things and the language of that gratitude, those words, the affirmations, and our actions. Now, if any one of those is out of alignment, then our belief develops this ineffective wobble. Yeah. We're, we're going down the, the, the street of life with, with three tires that are not fully inflated. But having peace of mind while on this earth is just as necessary as the sense of peace that comes from, well, physical safety. In fact, true peace has always been a matter of the mind. Yeah. Not circumstances, but a matter of the mind. And, and this has been known by, by those that have been enlightened for thousands of years. There, there is a scripture in the Bible that says, for though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with, they are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Wow. 
Wow. In other words, peace of mind, it doesn't just happen. It's a battle. I mean, it, it absolutely is a battle. And I'm not telling this mother in Ireland something she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. It is a battle. But we have to fight for it. And this is a fight in our minds. And it's a, it's a battle with the sensual, emotional states of our egoic reasonings. As creative creators, KBs, with the power to attract and manifest, we are empowered to be able to tear down bad strongholds in our lives. Strongholds like worry and fear and, and uh, chaos, depression, anger, resentment, all those things. Resenting that we are in a situation that is embattled with a spirit of chaos. Each one of us has within us, by operating in the modalities of kinetic belief, the ability to clear our consciousness of the world's way of thinking and the what doctors have told us our responses should be, what family and friends and others tell us what our responses to something showing up in our life should be, and to manifest, in, on the contrary, calmness into our environment, no matter what's going on around us. But we have to continually build ourselves up in ourselves. To build ourselves up is like a wise person who builds their house on a rock. You don't put a, a lighthouse out here on sinking sand right. like some of the houses are on the Outer Banks and Rodanth that are falling into the ocean. You don't do that. <laughs> Most people don't realize it, but we are in a construction zone mm. while we're on this earth. All the days of our lives on this earth, we are in a construction zone. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> That's the truck backing up. Okay. Got and if it. we if we want a complete peace of mind experience, it's not going to be enough to deconstruct any bad manifestation that have have may have lodged in our on our expectations somehow over time while we're busy reconstructing our expectations according to our articles of faith our kinetic beliefs we're also tearing down the negative ones not physically but spiritually energetically they are being torn down when we do the work on ourselves if you want to change your environment change yourself if you want to change other people you've got to change you and that's why this this simple step to secure our peace of mind in this world of chaos is going to be it's going to build ourselves up we are our very own personal building projects mm. and our plans for ourselves are to be nowhere but up from where we are now as you think about tomorrow and next month and next year, you're thinking about building yourself up and, and rising higher and higher. The challenge is that too many people are not aware of the Creator's good intentions for them. And they'll take a bad thing and say, well, that's just the way it is. It's supposed to be for me. No, it's not. Wow. So, so most people demonstrate a physical condition on the outside of what they look like on the inside of what's going on in their egoic state of being. And so as a result, they're just beaten down and they are oppressed by these self-realized obstacles, this cracked lens for the way that they're seeing the world around them. And all that's required is a willingness to tear down strongholds that develop from these deceived mindsets and then go and reconnect with the established 
truth of the universe's purpose for them, which is to unveil the heart of God for all humankind. And the Bible also says that God anointed um, Jesus with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. In other words, He went about demonstrating the Creator's intentions for all of us by tearing down negative strongholds and building up positive ones. How did He do it? He did it through the power of kinetic belief. And the calm that all of us seek within our lives comes from exactly what the universe contains for us, like you were saying. And what the Creator intended for us to all to have, and which is absolutely available to all of us. And that's why we desire it, by the way. You know, when we get a letter like this, and, and she's wanting calmness, the desire is there because she was created with calmness within her. Mm. She knows it's possible. We cannot desire something that's not already within us, in fact. Desire, real desire, comes from within the original intention of creation, the original bias of the Creator. Somebody wants to have a million dollars because you're supposed to have a million dollars, because you do have a million dollars. You just haven't received the million dollars. But the desire is there because you do have it, even though it's not in your hand. Now all that's left for any of us to do is to just get busy building our new strong lighthouse tower, one that's filled with peace and joy and happiness, a warm fire to put on your fuzzy socks and sit by and eat your bowl of soup while the storm <laughs> continues to pass by, a tower filled with prosperity and loving friends who celebrate you and family. And, you know, we've got to get comfortable speaking things as well. You know, Jesus got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, silence, be still, and the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And the story says that there, those around him were terrified and they asked each other, they said, well, who is this? And even the wind and the sea obey him. Well, he's a kinetic believer. Because they were able to do the same thing. When all the world's negative energy and all the people in the, that are filled with negative energy and, and, and the news, just like the siren, it's on its way, something negative's going on somewhere. Fear-based threats and circumstances, all of those things weigh your thoughts down. They make you feel bad, which creates in your sphere of influence and expectation for those things to lord over you. And when all of that is pulling you down, holding you down, even to the point of sinking your boat, that's especially the time to you know stand up and speak your affirmations, speak determined words of having what you desire to manifest in your life. Tell the turmoil to shut up. <laughs> And then build yourself up. It's the only way that you're ever going to gain and maintain any peace of mind. You know, we were each created with creative authority and dominion to overcome, to rearrange our circumstances. And there comes a time when we have to even speak to, to things, to um, inanimate objects, 
talk to it. I mean, there's, you have a, we have authority to do that, really. We speak to ourselves more than we do to anyone or anything else. But we rarely ever think about it. We rarely filter what we allow ourselves to say to ourselves. That's a mistake. Speak words of encouragement to you. Championing and edifying yourself with good words. There are some recent medical findings that tell us that our words physically resonate down through every nerve in our body. So all those things that we've been telling ourselves in our head and with our mouths and writing about and all the negative stuff, I'm telling you that's greatly impacting you and your world. Do yourself a creative favor and speak more intentionally and speak more purposefully and think more intentionally and purposefully. Picasso said others have seen what is and asked why. I have seen what could be and asked, why not? And he was a masterful artist. The mastery of artistry is within each one of us as well. You just have to work your magic. Say this out loud. Say, I'm chosen and created to be royalty. I'm chosen and created to be royalty. I stand upright. I stand upright. In the way that I'm set apart. In the way that I'm set apart. From the negative world around me. From the negative world around me. I'm special to the universe. I'm special to the universe. And my primary task. My primary task. With the life that I've been given. With the life that I've been given. Is speaking words. Is speaking words. That agree with all that is good. That agree with all that is good. And I'm no longer in the dark about anything. I'm no longer in the dark about anything. I've been called. I've been called. To personally. To personally. Be an expression. Be an expression. Of the rearranging power of life. The rearranging power of life. An expression of peace an expression of peace an expression of prosperity an expression of prosperity with the ability to attract mm, with the ability to attract whatever is missing from my life whatever is missing from my life to become an extension to become an extension of my life of my life say that for a week or a month say it for a year then see what your peace of mind level even begins mm. to look like you know when we apply these steps to secure our peace Maggie in a world of chaos We'll experience peace that surpasses all reasonings. Yes. We just have to remember that, you know what? In this world, a spirit of calm at any level is not just a given. It never will be. And if we sit around waiting for that just to show up, it's not going to show up. We have got to put pressure on it. Mm. We have to fight for it. But we have more than a fighting chance. We have the universe-backed certainty that we are strong. We are full of creative power. And KBs are going somewhere just to happen. Mm. We're going somewhere just to be the I am that is the I am. Wow. If anybody out there wants to send in a question as well, you can send that to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. If you're in the U.S., you can even text that question to 844-844-0049. Sending out so much love to all you KB creatives all around the world, and especially today to that one in Ireland. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom.